From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the U.S. State Department urges North Korea to refrain from further provocations following North Korea's artillery drills along the maritime border with South Korea on Friday. Unification Minister Kim Jong-un believes Kim Jong-un's aggressive posture is an attempt to deflect internal discontent. And the U.S. government slapped South Korean steel company with 2.69% duty for dumping tin mill products. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Che. The U.S. State Department called on Pyongyang to refrain from further provocative and destabilizing acts and return to diplomacy following North Korea's artillery drills along the maritime border with South Korea on Friday. Responding by email to a question from South Korea's Yonhap News on Friday, U.S. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller said North Korea should participate in substantive discussions to find ways to manage military risks and build sustainable peace on the Korean peninsula. He also repeated that the United States has no hostile intentions toward North Korea. Miller said Washington would work closely with South Korea, Japan and other partners on engaging with Pyongyang and coordinating international response to the regime's ongoing and repeated violations of U.N. Security Council resolutions. A U.S. Defense Department spokesperson also said the U.S. has made clear its position regarding the threat posed by North Korea's military programs and its commitment to defending South Korea and Japan and preserving regional peace and security, and that it would continue to cooperate with Seoul and Tokyo to respond to North Korea's threats. Unification Minister Kim Jong-un said North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's adoption of an offensive posture towards South Korea during a plenary session of North Korea's ruling party late last year was an attempt to deflect internal discontent over economic difficulties and the country's hereditary succession of power. In a New Year's discussion aired on KBS on Saturday, the unification minister said North Korea faced a tough internal situation due to chronic economic problems and food shortages. He said interviews with North Korean defectors also indicated a growing negative perception of the communist state's hereditary succession of power and Kim Jong-un's regime and that Kim's aggressive posture during last year's party meeting aimed to redirect such discontent. He also said recent statements by Kim Yo-jong, Kim Jong-un's powerful sister, Blaming South Korean President Yoon Sang-yeol for North Korea's military buildup reflected Pyongyang's tendency to blame others for the country's faults, calling it part of North's psychological warfare. The unification minister also addressed concerns that former U.S. President Donald Trump could recognize North Korea as a nuclear state if he retakes power in November's presidential election. The U.S. government ruled that steel companies in China and Korea are dumping tin mill products in the United States. The U.S. Commerce Department announced a final decision Friday that faulted companies from Canada, China, Germany, and Korea for unfairly pricing tin mill products which are used to make food cans and other items. The Commerce Department also announced duty rates on products from set countries. Chinese tin mill products face a 122.52% anti-dumping duty, while Canada faces a 5.27% duty, Germany a 6.88% duty, and Korea a 2.69% duty. South Korea was left out of the preliminary ruling issued in August, but the country's TCC Steel was hit with a 2.69% duty in the final ruling. The Commerce Department explained that the Korean company submitted corrections to its materials after the preliminary ruling that resulted in changes to the department's dumping calculations. 
A Korean think tank said local companies must improve their environmental, social and corporate governance, or ESG, as the European Union moves to adopt digital product passports by 2026. In a report published Friday, the Korea International Trade Association's Institute for International Trade said the EU's eco-design regulations would go into effect this year after approval by the European Council and European Parliament. The regulations form the basis for the digital product passports, which will likely be adopted as soon as 2026. The passports will digitally collect and store the life cycle data of all products distributed in the EU, including data on production, distribution, sales, usage, and recycling. They will also include information on product sustainability such as durability, recyclability, repairability, percentage of recyclable materials, and environmental footprint. The Institute's report said Korean companies that sell goods in the EU or participate in supply chains must prepare for the adoption of the passports. It said Korean firms must work to improve their ESG, including reducing their carbon footprint and resolving human rights and labor problems while adding that they should also adopt digital technology to store supply chain data. The report urged the government and relevant agencies to support the production of pilot digital passports or batteries and textile, help small and mid-sized companies respond to the digital passport framework and build necessary infrastructure. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un sent a letter of condolence to Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida following a devastating earthquake in western Japan. In the letter published by the regime's official state media Korean Central News Agency, Kim expressed his deep sympathy and condolences for the casualties and losses that Japan suffered in the earthquake on New Year's Day. He referred to Kishida by a Korean honorific term reserved for national leaders. Kim also expressed hope that the people affected by the quake overcome the aftermath quickly and return to normal lives. North Korea has typically reserved such posts as asked the letters of sympathy for anti-American nations such as Syria or Cuba. The letter may be designed to help elevate Kim and North Korea's image by separating political and military problems from humanitarian issues. It may also signal Pyongyang's desire to improve ties with Japan as a new Cold War takes root between South Korea, the United States and Japan on one side, and North Korea, China and Russia on the other. A private think tank in Japan estimates that the damage to homes, factories and roads and other infrastructure from the 7.6 magnitude earthquake that devastated the Noto Peninsula in western Japan on New Year's Day will reach 816.3 billion yen or 5.6 billion U.S. dollars. According to Japanese media, Takeide Kiyuchi of Nomura Research Institute called the number a provisional estimate as the full extent of the damage remains unknown. Kiyuchi estimated that about 19,000 homes were destroyed or damaged in Ishikawa Prefecture, the site of the disaster. Japan's cabinet office estimated that the 2011 Tohoku earthquake resulted in about 16.9 trillion yen in damage, while the 2016 Kumamoto earthquake resulted in about 4.6 trillion yen in damage. The estimated damage from the New Year's Day quake is about 4.8% of the 2011 Tohoku disaster. An analyst from SNBC Nikko Securities forecast that the earthquake would drag down Japan's GDP by about 64 billion yen due to severed logistical networks and power outages. However, the estimate did not include recovery and rebuilding construction, which would likely boost the GDP. A suspected avian influenza outbreak emerged at a layer poultry farm in Chanan, South Chungcheong Province. According to Chanan City Government, a regular animal health inspection confirmed H5 bird flu antigens in a farm in the village of Shingari. 
Quarantine authorities asked the animal and plant quarantine agency to test if the case is highly pathogenic. The livestock in question show no symptoms of the disease. The farm raises 239,000 egg-laying chickens. Quarantine authorities have banned entry into the farm and plan to cull all its chickens as per the quarantine manual. Some 23 households in Chonan and neighboring Asan raise 1.53 million chickens within a 10-kilometer radius of the stricken farm. Korean-Canadian director Celine Song's film *Past Lives* was nominated for six BAFTA awards. The British Academy announced its longlist for the 2024 BAFTA Film Awards on Friday. *Past Lives* was nominated for Best Film, Best Foreign Language Film, Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, Best Leading Actor, and Best Leading Actress. The film, which tells the story of a man and a woman who part ways as children and reunite 20 years later in New York, features Korean-American actress Greta Lee and German-Korean actor Theo Yu. In the United States, the film was nominated for five Golden Globes and won the Best Feature Award at the Gotham Independent Film Awards. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Daniel Chang.